Hi, this is Nicholas Vince, um, and I'm talking on Without Your Head. Always remember to keep your head. Station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil. I'm Treacherous Trista. And we're joined by Titus Parr, director of Fear of the Woods, which is playing Shriekfest. It's very good to have you here. Isn't it amazing to have me here? It is. It's very amazing. It's yeah. a very humble man. No, not at all. I've been, I've, been, <laughs> I've been drinking, celebrating that I'm part of Shriekfest and your crazy fucking TV channel and... Uh, Let's tear it up. All right. Sounds good. First of all, I've been admiring the painting behind you. What is this of? That's a deer in a, in a man's body. <laughs> that's very to the point. Yeah. 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 That's, what we, that's what we do here in Sweden. <laughs> all right. I got to get to Sweden one of these days, apparently. So. You should. You should. You should. We should hang out it's more. Yeah. It seems very cold, though. Oh, not now. Not now. It's not winter yet. But oh, Okay. We have like tobacco we put under our lips and, right. and yeah, living yeah, living the life here in Sweden. So uh, hey, you, you got a party. I'm not working in an office, so we, we do we do like we create the stuff that people dream of. So dream of giant bears. Uh, I, I don't. This is more of a nightmare, I think. Mm, well, I'm always happy when I have that nightmare about the bear. It's been it's been with me from from since I was like six, and I saw this anime called Silver Fang. Uh, it's a Japanese show from the 80s and uh, I've just been dreaming about it since I was six and I wanted to make that feel into a live action movie and finally we did it and uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it so, Yeah, I loved it, I thought it looks great first of all, uh, so where did you shoot it? 
We shot it uh, up in uh, north of Sweden, like the Swedish Alps here. So it's all down on location. We froze our asses off. It was uh, when we scouted the location it was in October. So then it was like this much snow. But when we were actually going to shoot like two days before Christmas, uh, the snow was up here, like like two meters. So, uh, yeah, yeah we, we, it was a pain in the ass. And it was freezing and it was five hours of daylight and uh, had this huge mechanical bear on set. And, yeah, it was uh, it was horrible, but amazing at the same time. Uh, yeah. How many days did that take to shoot then? You only have five hours a day. Uh, we actually shot the whole thing in three days. Uh, so we only spent like 15 hours on this. So we really had to uh, shoot what we what we had to shoot. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like I, I can't do uh, five takes out of this. It's got to be like in the first or second take. And and yeah, having a mechanical bear, having Hollywood legend Vernon Wells is 74 walking around. It wasn't like we were in the village. We were up on a fucking mountain. So we had to go there with scooters and, and, and snowmobiles and stuff. So, yeah, it was yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's I'm great. a big fan of Vernon Wells uh, as an actor and as a person I hung out with the meta convention once. Vernon, guy. Vernon yeah. Wells, we love you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show this name later. Very good. Yeah, he's been on the show many times. Big fan. So, uh, you know, you mentioned he's 74, but he's a very manly man. So, but how did the cold affect him? <laughs> well, to begin with, uh, uh, he's doing some pretty big stunts in this one. So yeah, I noticed before, it says at the end, all the stunts are done by the actors. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and before that, uh, we, we, know, we know each other from a few years back and we worked uh, on my Steven Seagal movie that I directed. Uh, but uh, so I'm like, yeah, he's getting like 60. He's, oh, wow. He's closing into 74. So I better ask him if he wants a stunt guy. And he said, well, I only do it if I if I can have my wheelchair. What the fuck do you think? I'm an action star from the fucking 80s. I do all my own stunts. <laughs> so, yeah, he's a legend for sure. Yeah, that's how love does, love doing. does the cold affect the bear, the mechanical bear? We were pretty lucky, I would say, because, uh, I mean, as much as could have gone wrong, a lot of things didn't. So, uh, yeah, the, the break had broken down and everything. He just passed out once. Uh, it's, it's a guy in a suit with a mechanical bear head, so oh, he's, okay. like, running on crutches and stuff. And he face-planted once uh, and got the metal part between Ooh, his eyes so, <laughs> while he was running. So the bear was, like, dead in the snow for, <laughs> for a while. And, and the funny thing, the guy in the suit has a really like high pitched voice. I was like, you, you, you okay there, bear? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. We're fine. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope he's alright. Had a lot of fun. Laugh at the man. No, we had a lot of fun, but yeah, it was an extremely hard shoot. So if you if you want to have a simple life, make movies in studios and stuff. But if you want to make really hardcore stuff and get the real feel of locations that I love. I don't know why I do this to myself. I hate shooting in snow, but I just love watching it. So it's all worth it at the end. No, it does look great. And uh, Vernon Wells is perfect casting. Yeah, I wrote the part for him. So uh, I'm very glad he wanted to join us out in the snow. And it, it wasn't like he was taking a trip down to the village where, where he lives and, and stuff. He, he had to flow across the world and, and drive with my producer, Fia Hammerstrom, for uh, like eight hours. Uh, they, they almost died on the way because they almost hit a moose. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. 
So yeah, he was happy. He was happy to make it. And moose are very dangerous if people don't know. They kill more people than sharks every year. Yeah, I mean, they're dangerous if you hit them with a car because they're so big. So they, or just, they just attack you. But yeah, yeah. but we're whacking, so we just scare them off with the like and stuff. So that's that's how you scare them. All right, moose. All right I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I don't know. But don't hit them. don't hit them with a car because they they take the top clean off. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm planning on hitting anything with a car, but yeah. But uh, uh, Vernon's also a good guy, by the way. Uh, just a shout out to him because he um, he keeps a bunch of wolves and uh, and dogs. Um, that because pe- people will um, they will get wolves sick and they make great pets or like a hybrid wolf dog. And they if you don't know what you're doing, they don't make great pets. And then they get rid of them. And he actually takes them in and has a whole bunch on his uh, property. So he's yeah, really I know, I know. I celebrated uh, Thanksgiving at his place once, and he had like. Uh, baby wolves running around, which was not what you what you see around a turkey usually. But yeah, that was amazing. Like, yeah, I guess I'm in Hollywood and all <laughs> these crazy people. <laughs> yeah. uh, Trista, do you have a question? Can you talk a little bit about Par Productions and what you specialize in? Uh, Par Production is my company. I'm Titus Par, so uh, uh, it's been my labor of love. And uh, basically, what we do is uh, that we that we create uh, stuff from the ground up, like, and uh, that it has a big life of its own with, with we own our own IPs. And um, so what we do is with these, uh, this short, for example, uh, the reason why we made it is uh, to start off to make, to make a really cool short that we can put out to festivals and get fans. But then we also want to build it into a feature. So, so that's, that's how we grow a fan base and uh, build momentum and, and uh, show what we want to do because basically what I want to create is stuff that I want to see that doesn't exist. So as a fan, I'm always going for, for the stuff that's not available in the market. So, so uh, then it's hard to sell if you don't show what you want to do basically. So, so that, that's our approach. So we have a, a big lineup of movies coming up. Hopefully if the movie gods are kind to us. So Fear of the Woods is the idea like you want to expand this and, and make uh, more, what would it be, a feature film or would it be like more installments, like a series? No, I, well, I want to make it into a feature and that's what we are working on now. Actually, I can't talk too much about that, uh, but we're, we're pretty deep into it at the moment, but I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, of course. Because we, we were, we were going to do it, but then uh, something happened and the world shut down for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, we were pretty close, and we had some cool people attached and stuff. But we're um, we're regrouping, and hopefully we can hit the snow next winter. Very good, yeah. And it's an amazing bear. Uh, who you know? You said it's it's a guy in a suit, mechanical head. Who actually designs the bear? Uh, that's a creature workshop in Gothenburg, Sweden, called Fix Us. And those guys are just amazing. They're uh, Silver Fang fans like me, and uh, I don't know if that show ever made it to the U.S. because it was too gory. It's a child show. Really? But, yeah, uh, yeah they're, they're like bears tearing heads off bear dogs and stuff. Yeah, it's really gory and bloody and really over the top 80s. So, yeah, it, it was a passion of love for everyone. And everyone, uh, everyone worked for free. Even Vernon came out for free. Um, and uh, we, we just did it because we love making movies together. And we have a lot of fun. So Fix Us was definitely the pulling point to actually making it happen because we couldn't we couldn't afford and i never wanted to do like big vfx like a cgi bear Mm -hmm. i didn't want to use a real bear because that's what i don't like about bear movies is uh 
They always look cute and cuddly. <laughs> like, yeah, they, this is this is the most vicious bear seen in a bear movie. That I can think. Yeah, yeah, man. But other other bear movies, they have like Bart the Bear or someone. And you can just see that he's like the cutest, uh, cuddliest, and he's like, ah, <laughs> he's being trained to to do that sound, but. He's so cute. So we just wanted to create a big monster rather than a, than a, a believable bear. Mm-hmm. So, and, and CG, and it, uh, when you do a CG big creature like that, there's always, to me, something about the weight. You could tell, it's, even if it's done really well, you could tell it's not really there. But there's something, I mean, you know, it's fun and scary about, you know, you could tell that it's actually uh, with the actors. Yeah, I mean, that, that that goes back to my love of movies from like the Golden Age with the the Spielberg stuff with Jaws and in the Jurassic Park. The first one is uh, you can sort of see that it's a puppet. You can see that it's an animatronic, but it's so charming because you can see that it's actually there on camera. That one, that's what makes it cool. Yeah. Uh, with with the, the effects on CGI, it's not you lose the charm out mm-hmm. of it and you you can tell instantly. But if you know that the bear was there in the snow, you sort of get drawn into the movie magic. Yeah, I agree 100%. And this, because I think uh, we said their charm, because even like, uh, I don't say bad, but even not, not real, I'll say a bad, not even the kind of bad practical effects has that charm where it's fun, where I think bad CG just looks bad and it's not necessarily even fun to watch. I mean, just take ET, for example. Uh, when they made a like remake out of ET and they added like CGI ET, that just killed the whole movie. Yeah, I, I, same thing with Yoda. I think I think uh, Yoda's a puppet's amazing. CG Yoda's flying around, not so much. I mean, it, it's not a single person that thinks that Yoda is there for real. I mean, they know it's a puppet, but <laughs> right. they don't care. maybe if it's four or something. But yeah, 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 yeah of course, but of course. But uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, old school is is the shit, man. Yeah. I also want to say uh, Christian Arnold, uh, you know, Vernon's going to get rightfully so a lot of love for the movie, but uh, the actor plays his son, I think does a really good job and ha- has oh, a story man. arc within a character arc within, you know, the 20 minutes short. Man, he's a trooper. He's a trooper. I- <laughs> he's not, he's not as insulated as Vernon. He's not as big and he's also doesn't have the big heavy fur. So I assume he was very, yeah, cool. no, and, he, and I didn't allow him to wear a hat. Like, yeah. You're not wearing a hat with that hair, man. <laughs> you look like Michael fucking Bolton. And uh, no, I just I just found him on on this casting website uh, with uh, with uh, a casting agent I work with, and I was like, they don't make guys like this anymore. <laughs> he, I mean, he he's perfect for this, and he's such a good guy, and he's an amazing actor. And uh, I mean, he did all his own stunts. I mean, he he throw himself off a cliff and. Uh, when he actually goes into the water, that's for real. Everything, uh, and that was so cold that day. So, so the the waterfall had frozen. So we had to my my stunt guy uh, had to hack a hole in the ice so he could even get in. And yeah, he he just immersed himself in that cold water and got up. And we were out in the woods. I mean, it wasn't like he just got up and got into a sauna. Yeah. He, so he had to dress off all naked and be wrapped into blankets and then drive for 20 minutes to, to even get to a shower. So wow. never complained. He's like, yeah, this was cool. So, <laughs> th- those are the kind of actors you want to work with. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to work, work with whiny bitches. You want to, <laughs> I mean, people think that uh, like, Oh, acting is so glamorous. It's not, it's not on a, on a movie like this, but it's, uh, it's really worth it when you see the end result for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Um, did, did did he have a background in in like um in stunt work? Or he just, no, like, not at all. He, yeah, he he had a. He's done some like uh, fantasy movies uh, with fencing, and uh, he's he's played Robin Hood. Uh, but no, and he's a dancer, so he was really good with stunts, stunt work like that. But no, so he did, they all did it, their own stunts. Werner, we dragged him through the snow, uh, like when when the when the yeah. bear is grabbing his leg, he's like, ah, oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> and then, so, so he, without gloves through the snow, like, can we do another take? And he, he never complains either. He's like, Titus, I can't feel my fingers. <laughs> and they're all like white because <laughs> he was uh, scratching the snow. Yeah. I was like, can you do another one? Yeah, yeah, sure. But I love it to be the last one. <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, he's going to lose his fingers. Like, no, 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 it's cool. It's cool. I'll do it. <laughs> you said you did it for free. So hopefully you, you hooked them up with some good you know, Swedish food or drinks or something. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And we we shared a we shared a bunk bed in with me because oh really we, we were living out in a cabin yeah so we I think I can, that's I, worth I making, that's worth making a movie alone to say I had a, I shared a bunk bed with Vernon Wells yeah yeah and he was, it was so cute he was uh, like after the shooting he always uh, does a Zoom call with his wife uh, who's amazing as well and he he just. I found him and just fell asleep on the phone because he was so exhausted. And because the fur he weighed was so heavy. It was like this old, like really, really big, like theater suit uh, that weighed a ton <laughs> and waiting for the snow. And he fell all the time. And we all fell all the time because we had to wear snowshoes and stuff. But yeah, it was it was cool. And Ralph Beck, who plays the, the uncle, is also yeah, amazing. He's, yeah. he's one of the one of the finest actors I work with as well. He's, he's the, so great cast, great crew. Those were all my peeps, and uh, we just love making movies together. Yeah. Uh, Trust, you have a question? Bring it home! <laughs> I'm always interested in what scares um, horror creators. So do you have any fears or phobias you feel comfortable sharing? Snakes, terrified of snakes. It's uh, like Indiana was, Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and, well, embarrassing in the seeing really be embarrassed in, in the wilderness for uh-huh. sure, especially after this movie. But yeah, snakes, I can't deal with it. Uh, which was really a bad decision to move to Australia for two years, but yeah, it was worth it. Did you uh, did you see any real bears when you were making the movie? No. No, they were scared of our bear. So they can't <laughs> see the string and bring bear with. Yeah. I have seen a real bear just once when, uh, when we we're in New York. And my friend Annabelle at the time, she wanted to go up and feed it. And I was like, I know it's cute, but no, that's not. That's not. You saw a bear in New York? Yeah, in the Catskills. People think New York is like all a city, but uh, there's also mountains yeah. up in, in the Catskills. Uh, it, we, cool. it was very funny, though, because we saw it on the side of the. And it, it was in this area where there's it's like a lot of people like make their own signs and stuff and i thought it was literally a sign in the in the yard i was like that's a cool bear sign and i was like wait a minute is it moving and yes it was i was like oh shit that's a real bear and then when we got to the hotel (laughs) it was in the uh in the parking lot yeah you you thought the bear was a sign (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was not nearly as big as your bear but it was it was still pretty cool well they they don't make bears like that yeah (laughs) hopefully hopefully right sometimes mother nature plays the tricks on us so yeah we don't know what's out there it could be you never know 
Very true. So you mentioned uh, Steven Seagal movie, uh, The Perfect Weapon. Uh, what was that like and, to uh, to direct uh, Steven Seagal? Well, that was the complete opposite of this experience where we were like a big, uh, big loving family and we, we made movies for not, no money, really. And uh, it was labor of love. That was more like uh, I got drafted as a director and uh, just thought, yeah, this, this script is really silly. So I asked them, can I do whatever I want <laughs> with this? They're like, yeah, Titus, do it, do it. That's what we want you. Give us something new and cool. So I was like, yeah, this is a ridiculous plot. Steven Seagal is the future leader of the world. This was before Trump. So uh, then it didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> so, so I just uh, thought, yeah, I'll, I'll bring all these, all these cool uh, B-action stars into this, like Werner Wells and uh, Richard Tyson from Kindergarten Cup and Seagal. And I, I'll just make it like it was made in the 80s, 90s with that style of uh, when they take everything super seriously, but not really anyway. It's like larger than life. And uh, so I just wanted to make the ultimate B movie really with, with all the like the pop culture references uh, to do everything. I, I liked as a 15 year old guy myself with Seagal Van Damme and, and all that stuff in Arnold. So um, that was a tribute to uh, this, the stuff I liked growing up and, and yeah. Uh, so, so people, when it came out, it got a lot of criticism for being so B, but that was, uh, that wasn't really reflected in the marketing, uh, that Sony did. Um, but yeah, it was supposed to be the, the ultimate B movie. So that, that's why it's B. Yeah. No, I understand that. But, uh, how about Seagal himself? What was he like to work with? Exactly the way you think he's like to work with, uh, a pain in the ass. But, I've not heard good things. I didn't want to say no, anything. but 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 I knew that coming into it. I mean, uh, I had to live with him in China for a week to to convince him to do this because he didn't want to make the movie to begin with because he didn't want to play a villain. So I had to trick him into believing that he wasn't the villain. Uh, so it was really like trying to play a game with him, trying to trying to do all this ridiculous stuff that he's doing in the movie. Like uh, there's like two, uh, two cigars and he, he kills himself and, and does all this ridiculous stuff in it. And uh, yeah, so I had to, uh, basically I had to trick him into doing a lot of stupid stuff, <laughs> which I thought at, 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 at the time he, he probably thought I was doing a lot of stupid choices <laughs> as a director, but it, yeah, it turned out ridiculous and great. I think. Yeah. What was that like living with Seagal in China? Oh, man. How much time have you got on this? <laughs> it's like I can write a book. And uh, I always have great bar stories, but then people got to buy me a drink to, 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 to share them. And some I will never share on the air because I still respect people. I, I understand. <laughs> I appreciate but, that. But yeah, it was like small details. Like we were eating in China. And uh, he, he was going to grab a napkin, but it's too far away. And a normal person does this when he's trying to grab it. But he's still as a girl, so he doesn't do that. So he grabs a big knife like Shua, fah, and stabs the napkin, <laughs> <laughs> like takes it to his mouth. It's just small, small place like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and he was telling me that he, like three months a year, he takes some time off and go chasing terrorists down by the border. <laughs> So he uh, he works like border security, and he showed me a photo. Coming back to uterus about the the phobia, and he showed me a picture of a rattlesnake. I was like, oh, I hate snakes. He's like, they don't bother me. I use <laughs> snake, I use snake magic on them. 
I was like, what do you, oh, I got to know more. What do you, what do you mean, Stephen? Well, I offer them something and then return, they give me safe passage. <laughs> I, I got to know more. I got to know more. Say, so what, so what do you, what do you offer them, Stephen? Like, well, when am I driving and I see a snake on the road? I don't hit it. I just get out of the car and I say, please, Mr. Snake, move out of the way. And if they don't move, I go and I pick it up and I put it on the side of the road. Then he gets all serious. Only three try to bite me. You see, they're like people. Some are good. Some are bad. <laughs> yeah, I want to die. I want to see y'all die. We're gonna tell, I'm going to tell this story until I die. <laughs> yeah, I so say, say what you want about Steven, but he's never boring. And I love that he's uh, this larger than life character and that he actually exists for real. And, he, and, he, and basically he made my career in Hollywood. <laughs> so so I, uh, I will always appreciate him for that. Yeah. yeah, he's not he's not easy to work with. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love the story, though. Um, <clears throat> is uh, is filmmaking in Sweden? Because um, I don't know. I've never been to Sweden. Is that uh, is that an easy thing to get into? Is there a big like Swedish uh, you know, film community? Well, sometimes, I mean, I think that's why uh, the, the, a lot of uh, like uh, me uh, and the two, uh, two the, the other two guys that made uh, Kung Fury and, um, and Lights Out and uh, Kassam, Shazam, Shazam. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we come from very small villages. I come from the like wilderness of Sweden. I don't come from Stockholm. And, and those guys don't, don't do that either. So I, I think that's why we, we're taking over Hollywood more because we learn how to make big movies for no money at all. And uh, like we, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we, we take what we do super seriously. And uh, so I think that's why we're very successful uh, outside of Sweden, uh, but not necessarily in Sweden because uh, that's a totally different system. So, so what I do here is uh, that I stay off the grid and I, I just do guerrilla stuff with the, the people I love to work with and I can do whatever the fuck I want. Basically, no one tells me, no, I don't have seven producers like uh, trying, to, trying to tell me to I'll be more like that movie or be more like this movie. Don't use this, blah, 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 blah. Don't do that choice. So I can do whatever I want. And when I get to do what I want, you get Fear of the Woods. You get Legend of the Ark Rider and those kind of movies. Oh yeah, you want to talk about Legend of uh, Dark Rider because uh, that was very cool too. And I'm a big fan. I, saw of, it. I grew up playing D and D and stuff, so I like uh, I like the fantasy. Yeah, yeah no, that that was uh, the same thing with that. That was just a mishmash of everything I love from like uh, Scandinavian black metal music videos and. Uh, yeah, the, by the way, the song at the end is great. Yeah. Yeah, that was, it was me singing. Oh, it is really very. Cool. Yeah, I I have a niche that I do do a song for most of my movies, uh, which I think is fun. Yeah, awesome. uh, but yeah, that, that that was like uh, my take on what I think fantasy could be, and that was before Game of Thrones and that came out. So, oh, really? So, uh, yeah, that was that was just my vision that you maybe you could do more like black metal ish horror with the uh, anime elements like Berserk and those those kind of uh, those kind of shows with the the old Conan. And, yeah, because uh, when I grew up, the, the Sword and Sorcery movies, you had Excalibur, which I love, and uh, the original Conan. And, and then they kind of got away from, like, the more serious kind of dark stuff. And then it became more like uh, like the Hercules TV show where it's kind of silly, and that's not necessarily my Yeah, or thing. like Cena. The, I mean, yeah. 
and and I wrote this great script uh, for it uh, that's uh, that's in the pipeline now. But I realized no one's gonna just take this movie without me showing what I want to do with it because they they never seen it before. So I had to I had to make this. Uh, this short and that's 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 my like approach to uh, getting features made I'm, i make a short that's usually the first part of the feature the same with fear of the woods that's the first 15 minutes of, of the feature film uh so so that that was my approach and that one got really successful and um, a lot because of john carpenter saw the trailer for it and, oh really that's pretty and, wild and pushed that and Dolph lundgren who is a buddy uh and uh so they helped elevate it to uh and that led into me getting the seagull gig basically yeah that's very cool so um have you watched um Fear of the Woods in a theater with an audience before? No, I haven't. Because it all shut down while we were yeah, gonna yeah. we going to screen it, but we're going to screen it. Uh, uh, it's it's been it's been in in the states a lot in in big uh, festivals, and we won eighteen awards so far. Oh, nice! Uh, so it's been it's been going really good. It was like eight best films, and I won the three best uh, director and stuff. So. So, but I haven't been able to to go to any of these festivals, which kills me, because uh, that would be great, and I, I would love to to be at Street Fest. But I'm sitting where and and oh, nice. his lovely yeah. wife. So, so hopefully he'll tear it up and say something really stupid about me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's a very cinematic movie, so you know, short. So uh, I can imagine in the theater, the snow I think will look very cool in a big theater on on the big screen, and the oh, sound yeah. the sounds really work. So I can envision that being a very uh, great yeah great, and then, great i mean the, the, the dp and marcus muller did a, such a good job with the with the cine, cinematography and and he worked his ass off i mean it's long takes but what you don't realize is that he's like going through this all this snow with snow boots and falling and stuff with this big uh jig arm that he's got and, and everything and then the guy with the, the smoke cam cam is called like running around, uh, putting snow, and uh, the sound guy Stellan also just—they uh, <laughs> all just kill themselves. It was great. It was great. Yeah, I love those guys. And I, I think all that comes through—that uh, everyone really enjoyed making it. I think that's so important. If if it's not entertaining, making entertainment, you shouldn't do it because it it rarely ends up being great. But if you really love what you do and uh, and it's not about your ego. It's like it's about making something really good together. I mean, that's when that's filmmaking for me. That's that's my that's my film school. Uh, and yeah, that, that's that's the only way I, I know how to do it. When it becomes like business and it becomes all that other bullshit, then it then it becomes something else. When you're there to get a paycheck, then it's no love. You get you gotta have the love for it. Otherwise, it, you don't get the movie magic. You just get a part of it. Yeah. And it's very evident that you love making this. So it's, uh, it's very exciting. I live for this shit, man. If I'm not making movies, I'll die. <laughs> I, got, I got to tell my stories. Uh, Tristan, you have another question? Besides the love of your craft, do you have any other tangible advice for aspiring filmmakers? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, uh, now there's no there's no boundaries anymore. When I started out, there was these like VHS cameras that looked like shit, 
then you had to rent them and it's really hard editing and all that. But now you, you can do everything with your phone. So it's, it's more about, are you lazy or not? And invest in good sound because you already have the, uh, the, uh, the craft in your mobile. And if you want to upgrade, all the cameras are good nowadays. So you can make a feature film with no money if you just learn how to be a really good storyteller and uh, try to figure out what you're good at, what your strength is. Uh, I made my first feature film when I was 15. Oh, wow. and, and I became the youngest uh, in Scandinavian history to, ma to make a feature film then. Uh, and I didn't know what to do, but... I discovered my strength was I made a I made a Western movie, which is like they done like two in Sweden before, and uh, it's shit. <laughs> it's horrible. But there was some emotional scenes, like when we had, when we had the opening. When I was fifteen, I just looked over the theater, and there was uh, ha half of the audience in these emotional scenes were crying, and I was like, oh. it was like discovering your super strength. Like, oh, okay, I can, I can move people. So, so that's my strength. I still have a lot to learn about how to make it look good and how to, how to work with the actors and sound and, and all that stuff. But now I know what I can do and just try to build on that and just keep making movies. Because your first movies are going to be not that great. Uh, but the next one's got to be a little bit better. You're not going to make your masterpiece on your first try. And the sooner you start, the better. And my biggest is advice is finish the movie because there's so many movies that die in post because people get lazy or they don't, they don't know what to do or it didn't turn out the way you want it to be. Newsflash, movies never turn out the way you want it to be. Nothing in life turns out the way you imagine it. I mean, if you think about it. So uh, just keep getting better for the next one and and release the movie somehow because if, if you let it die in post none of these people want to work with you the next time so uh, and and treat the people that works for you really nicely and and do favors for them i mean i get i get people to, to work for free for me all the time because they know i pay them pay them back and other stuff like uh like my composer did uh, like three moves for me for free and i i got him the gig on the seagal movie and and my editor worked for, for free and I got him to do like you know, Hollywood trailers uh, through my contacts and stuff. So, so uh, we just help each other out. So, so, so be a helper. Don't let people use you and don't use people. Just be a cool guy or girl. And uh, that's the only way to do it. Just be a cool cat and keep making cool stuff and, and make friends. And that's all you need, man. I think that's good advice, honestly, for just about everything in life. Is uh, yeah, you know, be, don't be a good be. guy. Hopefully, hoping to get something out of it. But if you are, you know, a good person, uh, you know, karma's real. It does uh, tend to to pay pay back down the road. I mean, people don't want to work with assholes. <laughs> right. simple, simple as that. I mean, like Seagal, he had it all, and he blew it because he was an asshole, <laughs> basically. So, uh, and you could look at a, a lot of people uh, throughout. Uh, Hollywood, you, and people wonder why was this guy so big or this girl so big, and then you know they don't do anything anymore. And a lot of it is that it's once they stop making hit movies, and if they were were not good to be around, then people don't want to hire them. And then you'll see other people who you will see like get chance after chance, and it's probably because they were a good person. 
And maybe they start, they stop making big hits, but people like them. So like they want to continue to work with them and give them another, another shot. Yeah. That's so important. And that's why people come back and want to work with me because they know maybe they don't make a lot of money out of this one that we're doing probably lose money. I mean, people pay for their trips and stuff uh, on my movies. So they lose money working with me, but they know they have a good time and they know I'm going to sit in interviews like this and talk about them. And, <laughs> and, uh, and all that so, so it's it's not about money it's it's about creating that that's so that's a so great about movies like you you capture a moment in time that lasts a long time maybe forever and uh, that's the magic of filmmaking i mean vernon is pretty old i mean in 20 30 years he's not gonna be around but he'll always be around in his movies and same same with all of us uh, other people that don't work with our medium get forgotten a lot easier than than us. And if Vernon hears this, he and he hears you calling him old, he's gonna he's gonna. Uh, he's gonna well, yeah, you, you're you're pretty old, Vernon. Just live with it, man. I still love you. I love old people. Yeah, uh, he could beat me up, no problem. I guess that's not really a big praise. <laughs> but no, Vernon's no, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really, uh, looking forward to seeing more of your work because I really in, enjoyed watching this, and it's uh, yeah, I'm actually it's, it's in cool post, big bear movies. I'm actually in post now on my on my uh, next movie that I'm uh, doing with my partner in crime and uh, the love of my life. Uh, so uh, we're uh, we're making our first movie together. It's a it's a Swedish horror thriller called Him that we're uh, gonna release a uh, little trailer for soon and uh, yeah it's it's fun it's fun well cool we'll send send it my send it our way and we'll post it on the on the group up on the uh, up on the website you won't be able to escape it man all right very good <laughs> and where can people well, follow you to see what you're up to i don't know out <laughs> not out into the snow and then follow Google your track. Me, Google me. I don't know. I don't know. There, you'll, I you'll, like you, this answer. Yeah. Give, yeah. Let yeah, them do the work. They can yeah, you'll, you'll find a lot of crazy shit if you Google me. <laughs> For sure. Let me know what you found. And, and if, you, <laughs> if, if, you, if you watch my stuff on YouTube, uh, leave a comment. It's always fun uh, hearing your uh, stupid criticism or uh, <laughs> or uh, your praises. It's, it always brings a smile to my face that knowing that you cared. Yeah. Either way. I mean, I made, a, I made a Seagal movie. You're not going to get trashed more than that. I mean, come on. <laughs> that is a good point, though. When you go to Shriekfest or any uh, festival... Uh, it does help out the films if you go and uh, give them a, a rating on um, IMDb or um, or whatever platform. Do whatever you want. Just watch my shit, and uh, that, that that makes me happy. If if you want to let me know what you think about it, great. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. This has been very fun, Titus. I'm glad we got to talk with you. Me too. I mean, your background is amazing too. You put well, us all to shame, man. man well, I, I need the distractions because no one cares. Man, this about fucking that. thing. Yeah. So. Hopefully, Shriekfest is going to give us one of these guys. Very nice. Very nice. I'm going to win that shit. I like, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know it would be very fun to have you back. So, uh, maybe when the, when the feature's coming out. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love to do this stuff. All right. So. Yeah. And, Congratulations. Uh, you, you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Welcome. My my cat is tearing up my place. Oh, you, you <laughs> moved up in the without head world. We all we love people with cats. Uh, now we need to see the cat. Oh man! Yeah. Oh, I love the 
cat. He's his biggest. <laughs> That's what the bear's yeah. based off yeah. of is the cat. Get out of here. <laughs> I love wow. it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, his name's Weirdo. Weirdo. <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of weird shit. Oh, he's very handsome. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> he should be nice and warm. He's, that's why he's got all the fur and the. Yeah, the I shave him. I shave him in the summer, so it looks like a weird lion. <laughs> <laughs> but but to end this, I want to just if you guys make movies out there and you're watching this, what are you doing watching me for? Go and grab your camera and go out and film your dream movie. Start today. Just take a little baby step. Don't sit around and watch TV. Make TV. Dude, yeah. follow your dreams. Go, go, go. Turn this shit off. Go. I'm going to get out of here and go make my own thing right now. So, yeah. yeah, what are you doing talking to me for? <laughs> go and make. You, you, you can make like a stop motion movie out of these guys behind you. I like this idea. I'm a big fan of stop motion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very cool. Good to talk with you. It's been amazing. Yep. Have a good day or night. Thank or whatever you. Time. Bye. Peace. Bye. Thank you. From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old-world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Ripley, we should have The tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming tonight! Hopefully, they're coming tonight! Hopefully, they're coming tonight! Hopefully, they're coming tonight! Hopefully! Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The tomb of Nick Cage. They're